when you cross that barrier to search marketing, there is no more inbound of a lead than search marketing because you did this, it didn't even start with you going to the seller in any way, shape, or form. It came with the seller actively searching and then finding you. Um, so because of that, PPC leads have, have a much higher quality, uh, although they also have a much higher cost. And yeah. the, the difference in cost exceeds the difference in quality. That's why the cost per deal is higher with PPC. Um, because a lot of people think, well, I don't care what it costs as long as it's better. I mean, the point is the leads statistically compared to Facebook are about twice as good. The cost is statistically generally about three times. So therefore, you end up with a higher cost per deal, um, which is kind of the path that you're on anytime you do any form of inbound marketing. Um, if you think about it, the stuff that's far outbound is going to be your cheapest cost per deal. Moving to semi-inbound like Facebook is going to be a little bit more expensive. Moving to fully inbound like PPC is going to be the most expensive because it's also the least number of leads to a deal. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. What do you see from each one of these channels that is huge? Why people should consider it and, and why maybe they should not, depending on you know, what their business model is or their market or whatever, however it is they're doing. So let's start with Facebook and let's go with PPC. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we'll go SEO. All right. So Facebook, yeah. Facebook lead, lead chat. Oh yeah. Facebook. I, I love Facebook. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but it has kind of a bad reputation in this industry. Yeah. Um, it, so, okay. It's not just me because there's, there's places I go, you talk about these networking groups and stuff where it's like, just uh, like, for example, I see someone posting the Facebook group and they're like, I was considering Facebook ads. What do you guys think? And there's like 20 people saying like, don't waste your money. This is horrible. Uh, all this kind of stuff. Because um, a lot of people have had a bad experience with it. Um, here's what I think about Facebook. Overall, it's our highest return on investment between the paid channels. If you look at PPC versus Facebook ads with a small budget, Facebook outperforms PPC. With a larger budget, PPC often outperforms Facebook. So if we work with a more beginner level investor, um, Facebook is typically the go-to channel, both because of the stronger lead flow and because of the stronger ROI that you can get with it. If people don't like Facebook, the reason usually is that it's not a big volume channel. So I have clients that'll spend some money on Facebook, get a good return on investment. And then they're like, okay, let's spend 20 grand. And you know, they're just in one market or something. And you try to push it there and it gets super expensive. So it's not a, uh, it doesn't handle volume like some other marketing channels do. Uh, it's more of a kind of take the low hanging fruit sort of marketing channel. The other thing with Facebook is the lead quality is not quite as good as some of these other channels. If you compare it to, it's, it's really interesting to compare it to something like cold call, um, where with cold call leads, I mean, it, it heavily depends on how they qualify their leads. But generally, I'd say a, a solid average is maybe it's taking people 60 leads to get to a deal in the cold call space, something like that. Um, whereas if you look at Facebook, we're usually 20 to 30. 
that kind of range. It depends on what how you're running campaigns. Um, obviously, like lead forms versus landing pages, and how many you know how many fields your form has, and um, if your copy is more aggressive or if it's less aggressive, and how well it qualifies. There's, there's a ton of stuff there, um, but but 20 to 30 with the the campaigns that we're most commonly running. But the thing is, of those 60 leads that it might take to get to a cold call conversion, 60 of them are sellers who have a house to sell. So it's a numbers game, and it's just the fact that they're pretty cold, and you have to kind of work them. Whereas if you compare that to Facebook, it's really normal that half of your leads are either not sellers or you can't get a hold of them, whatever the case is. And then 50% are sellers that you actually get a hold of. From that, you have a certain number of motivated leads. We, we expect, like I said, 20 or 30 to a deal. But it can be discouraging with Facebook that you have to work with a lot of leads that aren't good. Uh, but the really interesting thing about Facebook is it takes a much smaller number of good leads in order to get to a deal compared to other marketing channels. So that's where Facebook, if you're willing to be consistent with it, it's the channel where I hear from clients all the time, I don't like these leads, these leads are bad quality, whatever the case is. Um, and then they're like, oh, actually, we got three deals. And it's just, it, I just, I know it's happening every time. But it just, it gives you that feeling that it's not working and then it produces. Um, because it doesn't take many good leads in order to produce, produce deals on Facebook. So that's, that's Facebook. Okay. 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 All right. Hold on. Uh, so um, yeah, go. with Facebook, how, how much are you making your clients? You must have this as a minimum budget on Facebook for this to make sense for you. Like what, what would you say the, the, the amount? Um, so a big factor of that is, is management fees um, because you have to have a good proportion of your spend to your management um, because of where we come in. We say like between the two of them, three grand would be the, the baseline. Um, more commonly, some somewhere like four grand is a starting point for our clients. Um, it also depends on if you couple it with other channels because your management fees can be lower if you are doing multiple channels with most agencies. And because of that, you can uh, you can potentially come in with a lower spend. Okay. So three grand, four grand. And, right. and we do a minimum of a six month time frame on All every right. campaign. So so you look at like what our like smallest clients are committing to when they work with us. It's basically 18 grand for a campaign. Um, and it goes up from there. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, now mm -hmm. uh, people actually um, we have with our clients the same thing in terms of uh, Facebook uh, can get a hold of this lead and this lead is not picking up. And then at the beginning, whenever I was just doing only lead forms, it was like, oh, this is a confused buyer or whatever that is, right? Like, mm -hmm. so what, it, what we ended up doing was we ended up further qualifying these people before they became a lead. But we also had two A-B testing funnels set that we would do, that we'll be do A-B testing. One is going to ask them a fewer questions than the second one but it's going to allow them to then uh, go through a longer survey or even have an appointment booking tool where they will answer a bunch of other questions. And those people usually would be like higher quality. All right. They go through this two-step funnel. And the, and the other one would be is it's a one, one, it's not, it's not a one step, still, still two-step, but it's a one funnel that has a survey that has a bunch of questions that do, as they as they progress and answer these questions, we, of course, we intake the information, but for them, it seems like it's only one survey and they are going to answer a lot of more questions than just a regular address and things like this. 
So this allows us to add more friction in their process, all right, and allows us to kind of pre-qualify them more. And at the same time, the phone number, if the phone number is something that is erroneous or something that doesn't, you know, that doesn't work, uh, for instance, we will ask them for some sort of verification. Now we've tested with and without verification. We've gotten, you know, kind of similar results. But one of the biggest biggest things is that we do confirm the address to be matched within Google Maps. All right, and this uh, allows us to have a an accurate address so that when the client comes in, our directions to to the seller to the home to the wholesaler is be like, all right, so if the if the for some reason the number is wrong, not picking up the phone, first of all, make sure that it's not because it's disconnected. Usually we will know from Twilio whether this is a bad number, landline, whatever this is, it's not disconnected. If it is disconnected, then we have to skip trace this lead. All right. Like let's let's skip trace this lead, have your team or your VA skip trace it, call these numbers because there's opportunity there. Somehow they give us we don't know the reason. Uh, wrong number, all right, or something happened. We also ask for the emails. So there's another one, but you know they they usually would answer more of uh, numbers, text, uh, text too. And uh, th this is a, the follow up, right? Like post getting the lead. And if for some reason they're not picking up the phone, it's uh, it's a few things. It could be like, hey, they're not following up fast enough. Whenever they have this person on, whenever they just recently filled out the form, all right, they're taking too long. And you're also not consistently having conviction on this lead to pick up the phone because you have not set up proper systems and mindset towards you and your team to make sure that this person picks up the phone. So we have we have we have figured out that we have helped our clients create sequences that are automated so that it helps with email and text, all right, mostly text, all right, but also sequences that really helps the, their team like be on top of this lead like you you should be able to follow up with this lead like within within the first five seven days that the lead came in like pick up them phone every every day and like try to get them at different times you don't know what's going on with these people you don't know where they are like maybe this guy filled out a form while he was in the car or while something was happening you have no idea so like get that going all right but it so just wanted to like tell you what things uh, can I want? Some of the things that we 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 were able to do to increase that pickup rate and and decrease the amount of bad data that that kind of like comes in. Uh, of course, it plays out. Uh, it might it might slightly change the cost per lead, but you know, as you optimize, it's still good. You know, uh, so those mm -hmm. those are one of the things that we do. All right, so now mm -hmm. PPC. Let let's go to PPC. I love I love for you to talk to PPC. Uh, about PPC, yeah, uh, PPC is uh, I think from among our bigger clients, probably the the favorite channel um, in most cases. If we're talking between Facebook and PPC, and the reason being it has more volume, is more capability of scale there. Uh, the lead quality is good. You know, I mentioned once to someone else, PPC people who like PPC are like vegans and CrossFit junkies. They'll never talk <laughs> about it because <laughs> the lead quality is just really good. You know, it's a, when you, when you cross that barrier to search marketing, there is no more inbound of a lead than search marketing because you did, this, it didn't even start with you going to the seller in any way, shape or form. It came with the seller actively searching and then finding you. Um, so because of that, PPC leads have, have a much higher quality. 
although they also have a much higher cost. And yeah. the, the difference in cost exceeds the difference in quality. That's why the cost per deal is higher with PPC. Um, because a lot of people think, well, I don't care what it costs as long as it's better. I mean, the point is the leads statistically compared to Facebook are about twice as good. The cost is statistically generally about three times. So therefore, you end up with a higher cost per deal, um, which is kind of the path that you're on anytime you do any form of inbound marketing. Um, if you think about it, the stuff that's far outbound is going to be your cheapest cost per deal. Moving to semi-inbound like Facebook is going to be a little bit more expensive. Moving to fully inbound like PPC is going to be the most expensive because it's also the least number of leads to a deal. And it's uh, it handles a lot more scale, so you can you can do a lot more with that. Uh, it's a lot more friendly to a given size sales team, uh, but it's the expense. So that's where with small budgets, we don't recommend PPC. Yeah. As your budget grows, I think PPC is more feasible um, just because you can kind of get more, you can get a, a strong enough lead flow with it. Although the funny thing is, there's nothing about a small budget that doesn't work with PPC. There is no reason you can't use a small budget with PPC. But the thing is, with a small budget, you have to be extra consistent. And what we found is our clients that have a small budget on PPC, they run out of patience before they run out of money. And we find if they spend more and quicker, then they get to the result faster, um, even though it's a less efficient way of getting there. Yeah. So if you are running, so for whoever listening, listener uh, that really wants to run digital marketing, first share this episode with everyone in your circle. Help me share it. Uh, amazing brand Bateman here. Uh, but you have to make sure that you can also gradually increase your budget as you scale your business. Because like Brandon says, uh, at some point, you're going to run more um, patience. All right, you're going to run out of patience faster than you run out of money. Okay. And, and, uh, and that's one trick thing about PPC, like the budget, man, like you have to have a considerate good amount of budget and really suck it up and like, just think more of a high level business owner. Be like, I'm going to put this amount is going to spit X amount for, for three to six month period. So that's the type of mindset, like that you have to have, uh, but how much is how much, like how much is the amount that our people are, should be able to spend on PPC for it to make sense? A big factor with that for me is I'm more willing to go with a smaller budget if they're targeting a wider area, for example, statewide or nationwide, um, because you just get so many more leads for, for the money. Um, so again, it, it's less about what, what I'm talking about here is less about what you actually need in order to get results. It's more about what we need our clients to do in order for them to think that they're getting results. Because sometimes if you have a small budget, it's working really, really well for the budget size, but people just aren't impressed. Whereas if they were spending three times as much and getting three times as many leads, then you know they just don't need quite as much patience. Um, but as a standard rule of thumb, four grand is kind of where we would be on the PPC side. Um, we would occasionally push that a little bit lower if we're doing, for example, a nationwide campaign where it's not as... Uh, where with, when you're going wide, you don't quite need as much budget in order to see the kind of results you're looking for. Yeah. So um, do you think that wholesalers, like only wholesalers, like people that do cash deals should be doing PPC and expect the most effective ROI out of it? Or, or do you think they, sh they should be thinking bigger than just cash deals? Oh, you mean like uh, creative finance or flipping or... 
Yeah, I mean, like skinning the cat different ways. Oh, understood. Yeah, so some kind of marketing. I mean, honestly, of our clients that I consider to have successful businesses, I don't know any that don't have many exit strategies as part of their business. It's just one of those things that you have to do as you grow. Of course, at the beginning, you don't want to just shoot yourself in the foot screwing up a creative finance deal because it could have been a wholesale and you try to do something fancy that you don't actually know how to do, right? There's there's some level of focus that's helpful. Um, but of like of our client base, we... I probably don't have more than 5% of my clients that only wholesale. 95% of our clients have many exit strategies, um, including flip, including uh, wholesale, including creative finance. Those are the big ones, of course, but there's a, uh, yeah, highly recommended because you can get more out of your leads. And it makes sense, right? Because, um, I mean, if, if you think about it, it's kind of like us, the agency. Like, if we if we're going to only, let's say, tailor our advertising or our marketing towards people that have different needs in the marketplace all right and we can only we can only deliver one service for for that need compared to other people that are doing the exact same thing because there's a lot of freaking wholesalers out there all right and they are able to tailor and solve problems in a higher level in different different ways um you're adding way more value to the people uh, at the end of the day. So it's a way to add value, right? Based on a, a let's say, if, if there is a formula to value, it's it's directly proportional. Uh, the, this, you know, how you can achieve the de desired goal of the seller, which is getting out of a specific situation with what you can give as value. So, for example, wholesalers, as a service, they do cash, but as another service, they could potentially take over payments. As another service, they can either uh, refer it out to their best real estate agent or do some sort of big creative thing to make sure that you can monetize retail, things like that, that are things that are important that your clients currently do right now uh, for them to, to be the top percentage on on this real estate investing and wholesaling business.